This is the First Emmanuel Lutheran Church Podcast. For more information about us, who we are, and how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org. Today's message is delivered by Pastor Tim Sieben. Brothers and sisters in Christ, they're literal brothers, but we are the family of Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, and we are called to live life together. Uh, and today we have a topic where maybe you are walking with someone uh, who is going through a difficult time in their life as we look into what it means to have trauma in your life. And we don't have to look very far to find trauma in the world. Uh, you turn on the news, trauma hits you right away. Scroll through your social media You'll see people facing trauma all over the place. You listen to the stories and the hurt of your family and friends, and you will hear messages and sorrow all relating to trauma. Trauma is defined as an experience that causes physical, emotional, psychological distress or harm. It is an event that is perceived and experienced as a threat to one's safety or to the stability of one's world. It could be physical, emotional, psychological, or, or some sort of harm, and it impacts one's world in a huge way. Statistics actually bear out that 70% of Americans have dealt in the past with a trauma or are currently dealing with a trauma. That is 223 million people who are processing trauma in their lives, past or present. So as you look around this space and you go into your workplace, if you haven't faced a trauma, the person on your left and right likely have dealt with a trauma in their past. And you guys know that Christians are not exempt from trauma. It would be wonderful, and sometimes we like to imagine that in our minds, if I just believe strong enough, I won't have these problems in my life, yet you know that you face traumas too. The hurt is real. That abuse, the violence, the manipulation, the tragedy, the sudden death, the list goes on. It was, an event, it was not an event that you planned for or even wanted, but it happened anyway. The trauma is real. The hurt is real. So in a hurting world where 70% of the adults in America are or have dealt with trauma, how do we process it as Christians? How do we work through it and still live a faith-filled life? Well, today we look to David as an example. How did he process things when he faced trauma? So the first thing, David, uh, in fact, let's get into a little bit of history. Um, In the first part of David's life, things went pretty well. And I could say in my life too, early on in life, skating by, things are good, not a lot of bad things happening in life. For David, uh, he was a well-known shepherd. God was with him. He was able to defeat uh, lions and bears as he protected his sheep as a shepherd. We all know that famous lesson that David was blessed as he triumphed 
over the giant Goliath, that champion of the Philistines, because God was on his side. And as a warrior, David experienced much victory as he defeated thousands. And as a young man, led portions of Saul's army. Life was good for David. But you can imagine David's success kind of got under Saul's skin. In fact, one time as they were returning from war, the, the people were singing songs of joy and triumph, and they said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. Ooh, the ego might have been pushed just a little bit. That was the tipping point when Saul determined David should be taken out of the picture. Not just exiled to a different location in the world, but that his life should be taken from him. You heard in our Old Testament reading that Saul literally tried to kill David with a spear as he was there. This happened twice throughout the book of 1 Samuel. David went in to play his lyre or harp to soothe Saul and his pain-filled spirit. And as he was there trying to help King Saul with his beautiful music, Saul picked up a spear and tried to skewer him to the wall. His life was he tried to take David's life right there in the palace. David was being pursued by the king. By the way, the man he faithfully served in his court by playing the lyre, the man he faithfully served by leading his army to war, now that king was trying to take his life. There were several other assassination attempts that Saul tried to put out on David. One, um, after we heard in the story today, after he was tried to kill David with a spear, he went home and Saul sent people to watch David's house to make sure that he could kill him the next day. But Saul's wife, excuse me, David's wife, Saul's daughter, believe it or not, was married uh, to David. And all of a sudden, she helped him escape as her father wanted David dead. Another time, um, Jonathan, David's best friend, also Saul's son, helped David escape from his father's clutches as once again Saul pursued David aggressively, hunting him. David faced real hurt. You and I face real hurt and traumatic experience as well. So today, we dig into what David did in that window of his life uh, when he faced these traumatic moments as Saul was pursuing him, trying to take his life. The first thing we find is that we should admit that you've had a traumatic event. Now, David doesn't have that in the scriptures, that moment where he says, I have had a traumatic event. But he admitted it in his writings. When you look at the Psalms that David wrote, you hear the heartache and the pain from being pursued by Saul. Psalm 57 actually, it flows out of him as he shares his hurt and pain when he writes, My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts. The children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp as swords. He's recognizing he is in the midst of trauma. He's in the midst of challenge. And he responded 
by admitting it. Maybe we need to admit it too. Sometimes when bad things happen, we kind of slough it off, we push it behind us, and we try to forget about it, but then it rears its ugly head a week or two later or a month or a year because we've never dealt with that trauma from our past. So we take the lead from David and we admit that something happened, that the trauma occurred. Number two, talk to someone you trust. It helps to process things together. David did this, actually, as he was being pursued. Where did he flee to? He fled to the city of Ramah, where his spiritual leader, Samuel, the prophet, was then living at that time. He went and he poured out his soul to his friend and leader and mentor, Samuel. He got it off his chest, all the evil that Saul was trying to do to him. And after Saul realized that, that uh, David was visiting Samuel and Ramah and began to pursue him, David fled again. And where did he go? To a trusted friend, his friend Jonathan, who he also poured out his soul to. In times of need, we look to people whom we can trust to share things with so we can process the hurt and the pain and the suffering of the traumas in our life. Now, you may not have that trauma right now, but you might be walking with someone who is. Maybe you need to be that person, that be that one person's one who can listen, who will sit with them and help them process through the hurt. Not necessarily with the intent of living the hurt again and again, but with the purpose of moving through the hurt and feeling the healing and the hope we have through Christ. So number one, admit you've had a traumatic event. Number two, talk with someone you trust. I would encourage a, a spiritual encourager or advisor um, that can point you to biblical truths. In our church, we have a program called Stephen Ministry that's designed to do that. Uh, so when you're hurting or walking through a challenging time, someone can be assigned to you and you can share with them what's going on in your life and they can be a listening ear pointing you back to the cross of Jesus. So talk to someone you trust to. Next, maybe you could write about your experiences and the trauma in your life. We know David did this as he wrote many psalms during this time of trial and trauma, and he poured his soul out to God in writing. Maybe you've journaled before. Um, I know when I was in college, there were two seasons in my four years, two years where I was in a room by myself, uh, and so after dorm hours and everyone was going to bed and I still couldn't go to sleep, what did I do? I actually journaled a little bit. I wrote down my thoughts. I wrote down what happened on the given day. I processed maybe some hurt that was going on in my life. Uh, journaling can help get it out of your system, and it can also help you work through some of that pain. If you're wondering how to do this in, in a Christian format, look to David's psalms. He does it so beautifully. Um, in Psalm 57 and throughout the 50s, we hear some of David's lamenting psalms, and you hear how he frames this terrible situation that he's in, and he laments with great sorrow and points out the pain and the suffering he's in. But then he turns to hopefulness. But you, O oh Lord, I put my trust in you. He goes from sorrow and pain to hope and trust. And then he concludes with praise, even amidst the trauma. He praises God for what he has done. So number three is journal it. Write it out. 
Pour those feelings out. Put your hope in God. And then praise him for who he is. Then number four, take some time to pray. David, it never actually says that David paused to pray. He did after his sin uh, with Bathsheba. He cried out to the Lord and prayed for forgiveness. But we also know uh, that David connected with God through prayer. His psalms are prayers after all. So you and I, when we face times of trouble, we take it to God in prayer. We vent or we lament a little bit to him, but then we also ask him for support and for help. Maybe we pray that someone can come into our life to walk with us. Maybe we ask him for the boldness to go and talk to someone when we're too shy or discouraged or humiliated to do so. Um, How can we pray to process and work through this? For we also see this uh, modeled by Jesus himself. He knew that great trauma was coming when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane on the night that he was arrested. And what did he do? He prayed. He prayed to God the Father. He actually prayed, Lord, take this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. When you're faced with a trauma, slow down, take some time to lift it to the Lord in prayer. Maybe you've heard that old spiritual hymn. Can you find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus, Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Go to your Savior, for he knows what hurt is all about. We will continue to have pain and struggles in this world, and our God actually experienced it firsthand in the person of Jesus, for he lived through traumas, especially in those final days leading up to his crucifixion. He was betrayed by a close friend named Judas. He was incarcerated even though he was innocent. He was sentenced to death although he should not have been. He was beaten and abused almost to the point of death. He was humiliated and mocked publicly. Then he was sentenced to an excruciating, painful, humiliating death on a cross. Our God knows what it's like to go through trauma. And he went through it for you and for me. He faced death on the cross so that there might be a place and a time in our life where there will be no pain, there will be no tears, there will be no trauma in God's eternal kingdom. Jesus was the sacrifice for us so that he could take away the trauma, the pain, the tears, and the suffering. He did it because he loves you. So we will experience real hurt and traumas in the days ahead. So did Jesus. When new traumas occur or the old traumas begin to haunt us, once again we look to Jesus to find hope and healing and peace. And we look to model our lives after David and Jesus who acknowledged that they had a trauma, they found people to talk with, they wrote it down or journaled about it, and then they took the time to pray. As you face those traumas in your life, may you find true peace and comfort in knowing what Christ has accomplished for you already 
It might not bring you uh, resolution to the conflict you're facing. It won't take away the hurt that has gone because that still exists. But you can find hope and you can find peace in Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you want to learn more about First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, visit filministries.org. We'll see you next week, and God bless.